0: Before we get into the episode, we want to let you know we are gathering another Attaching to God Learning Cohort. In it, you will escape your anxious jungles and avoiding deserts of faith and grow into secure attachment with God and with others. This is a one-of-a-kind six-week cohort combining recorded teachings and live cohort calls. You can get all the details at embodiedfaith.life slash learning dash cohorts. Or see the show notes for details after the description. How do you attune to the different parts of the brain? Are there different parts that do different things and need to be attended to in different ways? My name is Jeff Holsklaw, and this is the Being With podcast where we look at neuroscience and faith. where We are exploring all these different things. We're produced by Grassroots Christianity, which is seeking to grow faith for all. Ordinary People. Today, we have a special guest, Marabeth Poole. I'm going to join her. There she is. She has been involved in pastoral care and counseling for many, many years. She seeks holistic ministry uh, centered on God's design for us in our brains, but also through His Word and our relationships. She covers all sorts of things like trauma, relationships, spirituality, and emotional maturity. Marybeth, thank you so much for being on the Being With podcast today.
1: I appreciate you inviting me, Jeff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And you run in the different circles of people that we've had on the show already, uh, Chris Corsi and Jim Wilder and others. Um, But today we want to talk about attuning to the five levels of the brain. And we're going to get to that in a second. But I want to hear just briefly, how did you get into this combination of brain science, spiritual formation, pastoral care? Some people don't think that the sciences or psychology... Some people think that those just hinder pastoral care. They get in the way. How did you start getting in this place where you started integrating all of them?
1: Well, I'm a missionary child and was born and raised in Nigeria. And at age five was sent to a boarding school and did not have a really strong attachment with my parents and growing up in a uh, very conservative, strict uh, boarding school was not a good environment for me, and I was really pretty messed up. And I knew how to play the show, put on a good front, um, but I was really afraid of God, was really certain that he was always mad at me, scrutinizing me, going to find out everything that's mm. bad and in, in my life, and um, did not have a good attachment with God. But I didn't understand all that because I could quote Bible verses And I could look good on the outside. But when I came to America at age 14, it was just a straw too much. Went to another boarding school. And that's not a good age to leave all your peers and start over in a new culture. And I turned suicidal for about seven years. And um, it was through that that I knew I needed to get counseling and figure out what was going on in my life. Because looking like a good Christian didn't give me any hope, and um, that's how I started my journey. And eventually, I ended up in Kansas where I was—I had gotten my master's degree in biblical counseling. And one of my first clients was a dissociative person who had other personalities and had gone through ritual abuse. And I didn't have a clue what to do with all that. And God, at that point, put me on the trajectory of learning about what happens with. Uh, a different kind of trauma than severe neglect, mm-hmm. and the really bad stuff that happens, and what happens developmentally at different stages of life in the brain, and um, looking at my own life as well as others, I knew I had to know more than the Bible verses. Mm-hmm. And um, God took me out to California to jo- to join Shepherd's House. Um, with Jim Wilder and the others on staff and I got to start learning a whole lot more about the brain and I became very aware of my attachments were uh, based out of a lot of insecurity and I was a classic example of um, your dismissive attachment pattern Mm -hmm. and realized I need to I need to figure this out if I'm going to walk with other people this is not good I'm going to be dismissing and minimizing them more than I realize and not able to walk well with them. So that's how I got into it.
0: Wow. Wow. That That is both a spiritual and a geographic journey. All, mm-hmm. all over yeah. the place. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so there's uh developmental trauma, there is attachment that kind of comes out, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, uh, We've been talking about some of these things already, but you, you really focus on both attachment, but also attunement. Um, and attunement is kind of this key um, kind of need uh, that helps us kind of grow. But the way you talk about it is that there's kind of like, there's not just one way we attune with people, uh, but there's actually five different ways or five different levels. Some people talk about the triune brain that we have like three layers to our brain. We have like the reptilian brain. We have the the mammalian brain and kind of the human neocortex and they kind of do different things, but why five levels? And then what is attuning? Well, why don't we start off with attuning? What is, what's just that general idea? What does it mean to attune to someone?
1: Well, I think God is a good example to give us an idea. He is, Intimately acquainted with all of our ways. He had us in his memory even before we were created. And he is aware of every detail, every groan of our heart, every heart, every eye. um, Every time our eyes water, he knows what that's about. He understands why we do what we do. He's so tuned into the motivations of our heart in in addition to our behaviors And he does that with immense compassion and understanding. And we are wrapped up in an environment of security with him. Um, And that is attunement and attachment put together, securely attached regardless of what we or others are going through and understanding where they're coming from, feeling it with them. When the brain feels felt, it settles Mm -hmm. and it can relax and can engage in other parts, have other parts of the brain start engaging. Mm
0: -hmm. So attunement is the process of helping someone else feel felt in wherever they are. So if they're in a high energy state then they can feel felt and kind of aligned and matched in that. If they're in a low energy state, then attunement mm-hmm. is to align. And you're misattuned if you're if you're high energy and the one you're with is low energy, then you're misattuned, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. how do we find those balances? Mm-hmm. Um, but it also is emotional, you know, and like empathetic engagement, all these different types of things. So that's kind of, that's the level of attunement I knew. And maybe some other people hearing the word and thinking of relationships, they're like, oh yeah, so... You can be attuned, like you kind of attend to someone, you understand how they're mm-hmm. feeling and kind of match. It's, it's what the scripture says, you know, uh, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who mm-hmm. weep. Right? You're attuning to them. Mm-hmm. So but what's this new thing? This There's five levels in the brain. Uh, and how do you attune to different ones? Mm-hmm. Or did I get this all wrong? Or How does this work? No.
1: Um, actually, I think there's a whole lot. Even that is simplistic. Our brains are so intricate. But the five levels gives me a a good grid to work with when I'm interacting with another person. The deep limbic part of the brain starts to grow first. And that is where our attachment centers are. That is the part of the brain that is all about are we safe? are we secure? Are we wanted? Are we delighted in? Or are we a disappointment? Mm -hmm. And that's level one. That is the foundational piece of everything in our lives, everything that we do, everything that we think. Mm -hmm. The next level of the brain is called the amygdala. And it grows, the brain grows sequentially on the right side, which is considered our relational brain. And that is the part of the brain that is scrutinizing the the attachment environment. It's trying to figure out from tone of voice, from the emotions of the person around or in the room, um, from the look on their face, from their body language, am I really safe? Mm-hmm. Am I secure? Am I delighted in? To what degree am I delighted in? And that is the part of the brain that connects with the fight, flight, freeze um, stances that we take in life. And I see them as defensive adaptations as to how to survive. So we have two different branches. Again, this is way too simplistic. But for the sake of pulling it together for today, um, we have the sympathetic system. And that sends us into the high energy uh, survival mechanisms. And that is where we go into the fight and the flight. And some of the um, gurus in the field have pulled together another one where there it's, it's like the overriding default stance that we can have in life of um, crying and attaching. And that goes along with... Um, the anxious attachment pattern that you cry out and you attach and you become clingy. Mm -hmm. If the other system, which is your parasympathetic system kicks in, that sends you into a shutdown and you go into the freeze mode Mm -hmm. or you can have the stance of um, living out of collapse and submit, just overly submissive, whatever you say. And that's the best way you can figure out to survive in the environment or appease and a please, a please and appease. And that was me for most of this, most of my life. Um, It's important for us to be able to tune in to the amygdala level of the brain so that we can be sensitive to what is happening and what their fear is. Like, oh, they're afraid of something. I want to see if I can tune into what the fear is that they're trying to survive. That's the attunement piece at level two of the brain.
0: Mm -hmm. So you go from level one is just safe. And then level two is how do you survive this thing?
1: Yeah. Level one is I, yeah. Level one is I need to be safe. Right. Level two is,
0: Three different survival strategies. One is, well, I'm going to fight. I'm going to duke it out. You know, and uh-huh. for animals, that is like tooth and claw. But for people, it is, often is aggressive arguing, uh, things like that. Then there's uh-huh. the fleeing, you know, where you just get out of the situation. You leave. Then uh-huh. there's freezing, which is the shutdown. But relationally, the shutdown could just be appeasing, like you said, or uh-huh. giving up. I'm not even going to fight for myself it's like a very little bounded self. They have no boundaries and things like that. Uh-huh. So those are, those are the other ones. And so for yourself and for others, if you're counseling and ministering or just being with friends, sometimes you need to attune to has that part of them mm-hmm. is it, are the lights, you know, flaring. Mm-hmm. Do some, I forget, was it you or someone else that calls that the guard tower or the guard shack of the brain? Is that right? or is that? Um,
1: in the Shepherd's House material and training, it's called the guard shack. Okay. I, I think it was Wilder who came up with that term. I'm not positive on that.
0: Yeah, Scrutinizing everything, everywhere. Uh-huh. Should I mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. the alarm or should I not? Yes. Okay.
1: And the, what the amygdala also does is if it picks up that your relational environment, the attachment, rely, uh, the level one is safe or to the degree it's safe, then you can engage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you want to tune into how well is the person able to engage or are they living out of a fear stance? Mm-hmm. So that's the attunement piece on, on level one and two.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. So then what's level three?
1: Level three is called the cingulate in the brain. And it is, again, on the right side of the brain is what we're talking about. And it is the part of the brain that helps you build joy. It helps you to be able to get back to calm and peace, shalom, It has six other emotional categories. Um, There's anger, sadness, fear, disgust, feeling hopeless and shameless, and uh, hopeless and powerless. And and then there's the shame and the um, shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. And this part of the brain if it's healthy, is able to feel each one of these emotions in a high level of energy and within 90 seconds can get back to a place of shalom and calm.
0: I'm not there yet. When it's healthy, right? So that's able to regulate the system. Self-regulation is sometimes the technical. Yes. All that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So that's like the emotional center. Yes. Okay. So what does it mean to attune then to like your emotional center in the cingulate there?
1: Well, to the degree that I'm able to be okay and stable and calm in each of those emotional categories, then I can be okay in connecting to another person who is angry Hmm. or I still can be okay in attune and care about them. If I'm feeling powerless and I don't know what to do, but I don't have to, you know, leave, I can stay with them. If um, I'm finding them disgusting as an individual, I still can stay with them. So it's important for me to be able to um, feel each emotion and stay calm and present with another person to attune to them to the degree that i'm able to attune to them and the emotional p- thing that they're going through then i'm going to help their brain to feel felt and i can help them get back to a calmer place hmm. so that's the attunement piece in with the singular part of
0: the brain and that's it. and is that what a lot of people would normally call as like empathizing with somebody or kind mm-hmm. of having empathetic connection it's going out of the third level okay i'm just just trying to connect some of the things that all right so that's the third level so then the fourth level fourth level of the brain for attunement
1: okay so that's right behind your right eye is what we're talking about it's your right prefrontal cortex Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and to the degree that level three is calm then level four this part can act can can be online and act well. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is the part of the brain that keeps track of what your values are, what your identity is, and you're able to live it out in creative ways. So it also includes creativity as to what it will look like for me to live my values when I am scared. Mm-hmm. So if I'm caught in fear, oh, this person's going to be mad at me, and I'm not calm, then I don't use my values, I become reactive, because this part of the brain is still very active. And I might tell a lie, anything to get you to not be upset at me, or I'm only going to tell you what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. I'm not able to be authentic. But if we're able to get the third level calm, then we can stay in touch with what my values are, so that then I will be able to live my value rather than live my reaction
0: so so just to pull some of the things together, uh, a lot of times, when we're calm, uh, we have certain values and we you know we say, "Well, I would never act like that, or I, I will never be my parents, you know, before you have your own <laughs> children. Right. And that's because your kind of right orbital kind of cortex, let's see at this side. uh, And, you know, those things are all calm. And you're, but when something happens, you know, and the the level two amygdala gets on high alert, it -hmm. has all these stored memories, these stored patterns, going back to your attachment patterns, all these stored ways of interacting with the world. And they just shoot out Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. you even think, before you even know what's going on. And -hmm. then after the fact, you're like, how did I even do that? Because you're right brain is kind of engaged again because you've calmed down. You're like, how did, why did I do that? Uh, so is that kind mm-hmm. of the pattern is sometimes yeah. when, when that, that kind of the level four, and then we'll get to level five in a second when those get turned off. And we've talked about, I talked with uh, Chris Corsi about the joy switch and those relationships. Uh-huh. When those get turned off, you get thrown mm-hmm. down into level one, two, or three most often, mm-hmm. right? Yes.
1: Yeah, you're, you're capturing it well.
0: Good. All right. Well, then uh, we have a couple people watching online. If you are watching, you could shoot out some comments or questions if you have anything to, uh, if you need some clarity. Uh, so that's four. So quickly, we have the level one, the limbic uh, attachment system. Are we safe? Uh, we have the amygdala, the guard shack, the, the different kind of nervous systems that we've been talking about, which is how do I survive or manage this situation in real time? Then we have level three, uh, which is kind of the what I just called the emotional center. I don't know if you want to call it that. Then the level uh, four is the kind of the highest side of the the right hemisphere, right brain values and identity and character. Uh, so the, what is, what is level five then? I'm assuming it's left brain, but I could be totally. Got wrong. It. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Le- um, we're talking the left prefrontal cortex, the part that's right behind your left eye. This is a part of the brain that keeps track of your memories, your autobiographical memories, stories that you've lived, keeps track of r- rational thinking, logic. Uh, that's where Bible verses will be stored, other facts. Um, and if it's healthy, we will be able to use all of that to make sense of everything that happens in the right side of our brain are the relational part. Mm-hmm. If those two are not connected well, and we don't have a lot of regulation and calm on the right side, then we're going to come to wrong conclusions that we will be able to voice on the left side, but we can come to wrong conclusions, wrong interpretations. Um, I absolutely know that God loves me. Mm -hmm. I can give you so many stories of how good and generous he is to me. But I tell you what, at times I don't know it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because if something happens, my brain can go, well, if God loved me, he would have done X, Y, Z, or he wouldn't have let this person do X, Y, Z, So, I've lost track of what I know in my right, in my left brain, Mm -hmm. because my right brain is upset. Mm -hmm. So, if I can get my emotional center, the emotional part of my brain calm again, then I can look at, oh, well, what was going on that I could not match my left brain with my right brain, and I can get them back synchronized. Mm So one of the things that I'm aware of with uh, if I'm talking about the attunement piece here, Jeff, is at times people have the right words. Mm -hmm. At times I have the right words, but I can tell I'm just giving myself a pep talk. It's not that I know the reality of those words. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm not synchronized and attuned with myself. Well, I need to pull back and see what's going on with me.
0: Yeah. Well, so what, between the right and the left, so between level four and five, what does it mean to attune to other people or to have God attuned? To, well, let's not, let's not bring God into this just yet. I'll, I'll, I'll ask that question, but what does it mean to attune to somebody um, in either level four or level five? So the right brain identity values and more of the emotional and then the left brain kind of memories and knowing and things like that. Some people, that's where the difference between the, the head and the heart kind of mm-hmm. come together. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, have you ever had interactions with someone like I talk about church foyer interactions mm-hmm. and you ask them how they are and they're giving you, they're fine and life is great and God is good. And, and you say, well, I heard that your mother is sick. Yeah, but she's doing good. And you have all the right words, but something inside just doesn't resonate like there's more to it than that. Or you're giving me the positive face of it, and your words are true, but I don't know that, I don't know if you're really living it. Somehow it doesn't quite fit. It's like the gloves are on the hand, but in the, with the wrong fingers. Uh-huh. It, it's like, yeah. oh, something's not right. That's a tuning to something's off between the left brain and the right brain.
0: So if you were speaking to me, And, you know, my mom is on hospice and, uh, you know, and I haven't been able to see her because of COVID. And I I shared that with you, but I feel very up. Uh, You might say, well, his and of course, we don't say this out loud. Right. But you might attune to my words and say, well, he's saying things are all right. But Mm -hmm. his posture or his the way he said that in the tone of his voice, which is more right brain oriented, Mm -hmm. is saying that things are not okay with his mom. Uh, mm-hmm. And so you, as a listener, would be attuning be past the words, so be past level five into back to level fours. How can we attune to that emotional mm-hmm. relational center, and then try mm-hmm. to connect more deeply? Is is that like trying to get past the four year conversation? Is that what you're kind mm-hmm. of hinting at?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: okay. mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's hard work, right? That's kind of vulnerable. It is. So then, how does um? Most of church discipleship does uh, disciples us from level five and then just stops there Mm -hmm. every once in a while. We'll get to level four uh, maybe depending on the church, Uh, but then leaves kind of usually levels three, two and one kind of untouched by normal discipleship. But how does God Mm -hmm. attune to us maybe in those? And I don't know if you've ever thought of this, but you probably have, but how does God attune to us on all five levels? Is that something God does? Mm Hmm.
1: Yeah, boy, am I glad, or I wouldn't have made it this far. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, When we're told that God has us wrapped up in his, this is in Psalm 139, he has Mm -hmm. us wrapped up in his memory even before he created the world. Mm -hmm. He is so in tune with everything about me because I'm that important that he rejoices and sings over me, that he's the kind of God that his spirit tunes in and groans with me when I don't have words, Mm -hmm. when I have a God who will weep with me and rejoice with me, that he is willing to take all of my sin on himself so that I am experienced by him as holy and good and fabulous Mm -hmm. I am really secure at the level one attachment. Mm -hmm. I am attached in a secure manner with my God. Mm -hmm. The more that I settle myself into that reality and experience it, take the time to really enter into it experientially, then my level two amygdala Mm -hmm. can go, oh, I am safe.
0: Right. And it's amazing I'm how amazed. many times in scripture you're told "Do to not fear.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. way to not fear is to, I better find out how safe I am then because <laughs> we fear when we're not safe or we don't right. think we're safe. So the more that I can enter into level one safety and security, then my amygdala goes, Oh, good. I'm safe. I can incur, in, engage in my world. Mm-hmm. Then at the level three, I can figure out, well, what am I angry about? Or what am I nervous about? What's my fear? Or, um, boy, this guilt that I'm feeling is awful. And mm-hmm. I can connect up with God and hopefully other people and have them stay with me, get it, give me enough space to figure out why I feel what I feel, um, help me feel understood and felt. Mm-hmm. And then I can calm down. Then the next part of my brain comes up with, oh, well, because I really still do value truth. Then I'm going to be able to be authentic with people. And I'm going to be able to tell the truth rather than skew it and just put on a happy face. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to be able to stay lovingly connected to other people because I have God right here with me. Mm-hmm. He's got my back. And I will have the words and the experiences in my memory bank to be able to explain all that to other people um if if they're wanting to know.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Good. And that when we go into like level 3, you know, we do see all in scripture also that the joy of the Lord is my strength. We enter his presence with thanksgiving and praise. And so there is, and that's because, you know, we feel safe and secure, you know, in God's presence. And then we're told to uh, remember all the things God has done. You see this in the Psalms quite a bit. Like I'm troubled today and I have all these issues, but then the Psalmist at some point says, but I remember the days gone by in which you, I was with you and I rejoiced. And I remember that you heard, our ancestors through the sea and all these things that's right. So those are all like when you read the Psalms with these five levels in mind, You almost, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. You probably just see the psalmist like moving through these five levels and God ministering to them. It's like, oh, his right brain just finally integrated with his left brain memory and he's remembering all these things and then the truth is coming out. But he had to like be honest about all those emotions and he didn't know what to do with his anger. And so he was giving it to God, right? Do do you experience scripture? It has
1: totally changed the way that I experience reading scripture. Most of my childhood, well, most of my life, uh, we were punished with Bible verses. Mm -hmm. And so reading scripture to me always put me in, or anyone used a Bible verse, put me into a defensive stance Mm -hmm. within a millisecond. And I couldn't get my defenses down. And so reading scripture and memorizing Bible verses, no thank you. That was not a pleasant experience. I just felt braced or scared, you know? So understanding the science in the brain, the neuroscience and taking that with me into reading scripture has just helped enormously. I mean, I actually even like the Bible now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, good. And it was brain science that helped you like the Bible again. It wasn't just Bible studies and theology. Although as a, as a, professor who teaches theology, I'd like to think good theology would make the Bible exciting too. But I also find the brain science makes the Bible exciting too. Well, so someone, uh, we're almost getting to our time here, but someone uh, watching uh, live asked this question about identity formation and kind of the malformation, you know, and this could go into developmental abuse and uh, trauma and things like that. But he asked, well, what about Paul's language of letting the old self die or putting off the old self and putting on the new self do these kind of five levels mm-hmm. speak to that process? Um, oh, good they do. question. Oh,
1: I wish we could sit and chat with the, this guy together for a hunk of time over coffee. Um, I am a, This is, again, too simplistic, but off mm-hmm. the top of my head, That's I'm aware bad. that my, my old nature, the old stuff, is coming from my woundedness my fears of not being accepted, my fears of people's opinions, uh, my fear of someone shaming me or me feeling shame. And as a result, I act out reactively. And one of the ways that I am able to put to death the old self is to have the awareness of, oh, on the timeline of my life, this was a reaction to all that happened in in my minimal my minimal story mm-hmm. that i have been hurt and i am reacting out of the my earthly nature mm-hmm. when i realize that i have been hid my i died and i'm now hid in christ so i'm in a way i'm dead but I'm also alive and having to put on my new nature. So I then am actively involving myself in the whole process I talked about of, oh, I am so safe with God. Mm -hmm. And I'm aware that I really do value kindness and compassion and patience with others. I value those things. I can, as I am safe and my life is hid in Christ, I now can much more easily, easily not just a behavioral action, I can have the clothing on the inside of my soul increasingly, and I can put on the new nature and live out those character traits that God wove into me. Mm-hmm. Does that sort of make sense?
0: Sure, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of, again, uh, church discipleship, uh, at least the way I was raised is you reduce uh, the putting off the old self is is just put off the old thoughts mm-hmm. or put off the old actions that you would do, uh-huh. um, and the and the trouble is is that just changing your thoughts doesn't often change your actions very well,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that just wanting yes. to change your actions often doesn't lead to changed actions, right? And mm-hmm. so unless we're kind of digging a little deeper into levels one, two, and three primarily, um, and getting the new, the new self or being clothed with Christ in those areas of changing our kind of attachment kind of center, um, understanding that we really are safe in all things that in Christ by the power of the spirit, any situation is bearable and safe. Um, then our behaviors aren't going to change that much. Um, mm-hmm. So we really do need to be pastoring and ministering and just raising our children with those kind of early levels mm-hmm. in mind so that the the top levels can be, you know, mature and integrated. Uh, well, there's uh I feel like this old self, new self, we could talk about that forever. Dan says, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, great answer. So he loved that. Uh, thanks mm-hmm. for, for piping in there, Dan. I'm actually going to sh- mm-hmm. shoot that in there because, because I can. It's just this function. Yeah. So there we go, Dan. Thank you, Dan. And, um, but developmental trauma, because there is, when there's trauma that happens uh, developmentally throughout our life, um, those different areas can be affected. And there is kind of a, if an early stage is affected severely, then the other ones won't develop properly, right? So that'd be a whole nother conversation. So maybe we Mm -hmm. should have you on some other time. You as Mm -hmm. listeners, stay tuned because I'm sure we will do um, stuff about trauma, developmental trauma and uh, old self and new self and how that interacts with the biblical themes as well as what we're learning about neuroscience. Um, But Meribeth, thank you so much for being on the Mm -hmm. Being With podcast where we're integrating neuroscience and faith. It has been a delight.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. And uh, we'll be recording and uh, posting new episodes regularly.